But it's always good to be here this morning with you all. Yeah. Come on. I love saying this. It's always good to stand in front of God's people to share God's word. Yes. And and I wanted to say probably as you just pray and leave because I think Andy already preached the message. Come on. Yeah. And welcome. That's right. And that that's what we want to talk about this morning. Come on. But before we go on, let's go to God in prayer. Come on. Come on. Heavenly Father, thank you once again for your word that is always active. Yes, God. Thank you for the love all around us. Oh, thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ. Yes, Lord. Thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Yes. Thank you for all you've done for us, God. Mm -hmm. But again, I come around this morning to say, I surrender myself to you. Please mm -hmm. use me. God. Amen. Yes, Lord. Speak through me, take away all my skills, knowledge, yes. and just speak out for me, God. Yes. Yes. The church be encouraged, give the church the hope of mine yes. to receive your word just the way you want it to. Yes. We love you and just my prayer. Amen. 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 We've been we've been studying the series. Follow me. All right. Thank you. Yo. Amen. Amen. Oh, okay. So I wonder how you guys hearing me before. If you don't hear me, just tell me, don't worry. No. If I need to slow down, please let me know. We've been studying the, uh, the series Follow Me, if you agree with me. And God truly really used Sean in the last four weeks to, to teach us about what it takes and mean to follow Jesus Christ. Especially the influence and the impact of the Holy Spirit in our journey as a disciple and as a body of Christ. So when Sean informed me that I will continue from where he's talk, I was like, oh goodness. And we didn't talk about spiritual gifts. Come on. I was excited because anytime you want to talk about this topic, you need to go back to your story room. Yes. Yes. And I hope and I pray that you all will have an open mind this morning. Yes. To go through the word of God together. Yes. That we will not be judgmental about our own personal feeling. Yeah. But we just look exactly at what the Bible said. Yes. Yes. About spiritual gifts. And uh, before we go on, I want to encourage you, in case you miss any of the four series, mm -hmm. it's available on the church website. And uh evanrock.org. And you can go to the sermon, resources on the sermon, you see everything there. We have it on video and we have it on podcast yeah. as well. So you can drive and listen. Oh, and at the same time, you can watch it on our YouTube channel. Oh, okay. 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 Last week, Sean ended the four weeks power pack and life-changing teaching with a transition from the teaching of the Holy Spirit to the gift 
of Holy Spirit, yeah. a spiritual gift. And uh, he ended with a question. You remember, what is your superpower? What is or are your own spiritual gift? But before we dive into this teaching of spiritual gift, we need to first establish the fact that as a disciple of Jesus Christ, you all, including me, we've been given a gift. Yes. We need to have a common conviction that God has bestowed us some spiritual gifts, irrespective of our current status, whether you're weak or you're strong right now. Yeah. But a gift that God has given to you. And we'll talk about the purpose. Yeah. Because the entire message of the Holy Spirit, and I will say it again, the entire message of the Holy Spirit is not going to make sense to us if you don't even have the conviction that you have the Spirit. If you don't believe that you have the gift, and we're going to talk about it soon, that you have the gift of Spirit. The entire message about spiritual gift, everything that, you know, Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians, Romans, and 1 Peter, which he's going to look into soon. It's not going to make any sense to us. And to do that, to build that conviction, we need to trace back the origin of spiritual gift yeah, come on. and see how it's applicable, how it gets to us today. Yes. So, are you ready with me? Yes. Okay, turn your Bible with me to the book of Isaiah 11. I will leave my Bible today. So we want to look at the prophecy, yep, come on. the fulfillment, uh -huh. and the promise yes. to all nations. Amen. There are very few places in the Bible, mostly in the Old Testament, where the word Holy Spirit was mentioned. Very few. In fact, the first mention of spiritual gift was in Isaiah 11. And this was a continuation of the prophecy about Jesus Christ. When you go back to Isaiah 7, Jesus Christ was introduced. So we'll read Isaiah 11, 1. We'll start from 1. All right. It says, A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse, from his rod, a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of might. The spirit of the knowledge and fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. Mm. This was the introduction of spiritual gifts in the Bible. Wow. And it was a prophecy to talk about what is going to be stored mm -hmm. on our Lord Jesus Christ. And when you go down to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, yeah. we saw the fulfillment of the prophecy. All the four gospels give an account of this fulfillment. The Bible says in Matthew 3, Then Jesus came from Galilee to the, to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? Jesus replied, Let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went out of the water, at the moment, heaven was open, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my son, whom I love, with him I am well pleased. And the good news, so we, we're getting the, the prophecy, the fulfillment. Uh -huh. Now, it doesn't stop there. The good news is that Jesus Christ 
did not limit this gift to himself. Yeah. Right? He promised his disciples also. When you look at John 14, 16, yeah. 15, 26 to 27, Act 1, 1 to 8. We're not going to read here because of our time. We saw fulfillment of this promise on the day of Pentecost. Acts 2, 1 to 4. Which was later revealed by Peter that these gifts are not only for them, but to everyone who repent and baptize. Acts 2, 37. This is one of Brown's scripture. When the people heard this, they were called to the heart and said to Peter and other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sin. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. The promise is for you and your children, and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. The promise is for you and your children. And for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord God will call, you and her. So whether you identify your gift or not, whether you're sure or not, I want to remind you this morning that God has bestowed some spiritual gifts on you. Come on. Come on, Pastor. In as much as you are, you've repented and what? And baptized. You've been given the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now let's digress a little bit. Let's talk about the element in the room. Some people will say, <laughs> because the Bible says in the book of Heart 1 that on the day of Pentecost they are filled and the Holy Spirit and they began to speak in tongues. So the heaviness of Holy Spirit is to speak in tongues. So now that I can't speak in tongues, that means I don't have the Holy Spirit. Some will even go as far as criticizing anyone or any church that don't speak in tongues. Yep. My response is this, and I will borrow Brian's word again. Stop tripping. <laughs> Stop tripping. Yeah. That's not my word, that's Brian's word. You see, the fact is this, the gift of tongue, speaking in tongues, or any other gift, they are all part of spiritual gifts. Right. 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 So, you cannot justify all this praise by just one gift. If you read the book of Hearts, even the entire New Testament, you will see the manifestation, the appearance of Holy Spirit and its gifts in the life of the disciple in varieties of ways. Not in one way. So the manifestation of the Holy Spirit and its gifts in our life cannot be limited to just one gift. It cannot be limited to just speaking in tongues or gift of deliverance or any gift. Mm -hmm. The manifestation of the Holy Spirit and its gifts can also be seen in those spiritual gifts that we think are small or less valuable. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because it's easy for us in our own worldly state of mind to categorize or list out yeah. what is important yeah. or what is not important yeah. when we talk about spiritual gifts. Yeah. That I would say, Speaking in tongue, oh, powerful. Mm -hmm. Deliverance, oh, super, super powerful. Mm -hmm. Now, what about worship? Christian jumping up on the account. Oh, man, anybody, <laughs> anybody can do that. 
What about helping those in need? Come on, man. That is not important. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 12 that each of you, you have been given different spiritual gifts, and all of them are the work of one and the same spirit, and then distribute them to each one just as it determines. That means we are not in any position to determine or categorize which gift is more important. Except you are the one distributing them. I'm sorry to break your heart. You are not. Come on. Come on, Josh. It's all right. Are we together this morning? We are? Yeah. So I want to ask you again. Come on. Do you have a conviction about who you are? Are you sure that you have the God Spirit inside you mm. as a Christian? Mm. Or are you just coming and come out and mm, I'm not sure? Mm. Because it is that conviction that will help you to identify your gift mm. and most importantly make proper use of them. Mm. Wow. So my next question is this. What is or are you or the purpose of your spiritual gift? That's where we're going. You see, after the book of Revelation, some of you will agree with me, the most difficult to understand topic in the Bible is Holy Spirit and the gift of the Spirit. And the most talk about in the Bible. In fact, if you look around you, one of the top causes of division among Christians and churches is discussion about spiritual gifts. And for us to not get caught in this whole, yeah, whole commission, we need to go beyond identification and usage of the spiritual gift to understand the purpose yeah. of the spiritual gift. Mm -hmm. Because when, when you see the discussion about Holy Spirit or spiritual gift, you see people talk about how it's being used. That's, that's most of the talk is about how, how you use the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And, you, and, you, and you look deeply, you think about it, only if you have a clear understanding of the purpose of that gift, mm -hmm. you're not going to have any argument. That's right. Because the purpose is very simple. Yeah. Now, I won't break the highs for you. We'll get it. I know you're loving for that. Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> the moment you comprehend and recognize the purpose, you will have a better understanding of how those gifts are expected to be used. Mm -hmm. Effectively. So again, there are two main passages in the Bible, mostly in the New Testament, that talks about spiritual gifts. The book of Romans 12, the book of 1 Corinthians 12. Now, when you go down to 1 Peter, Peter mentioned two of them. We're going to look in there together. So do you have your Bible with me? Yes. We will read. Let's go on the reading trip. Let's start with Romans 12. Start from three, Romans 12, from three. Well, let's, let's start from the beginning to have a proper understanding. Okay. Bible says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, yeah. holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Mm -hmm. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. 
then you'll be able to test and approve what God, God's will is. Mm -hmm. It's good, pleasing, and perfect will. Yes. Verse 2, he said, For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly, more highly than you have. Mm -hmm. But rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. Mm -hmm. For just as each of us has one body with many, many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ, we, though many, form one body, mm -hmm. and each member belongs to all the others. Yes. We have different gifts, yeah. according to the grace given to each of us. Mm -hmm. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. Mm -hmm. If it is serving, then serve. Mm -hmm. If it is teaching, then teach. Yes. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. Yes. Mm -hmm. If it is giving, then give generously. Yes. If it is to lead, do it diligently. Mm -hmm. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Mm -hmm. Amen. Let's go to First Corinthians. Let's start from one. Paul said, Now about the gift of the Spirit. Brother and sister, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagan, somehow or other, you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God will say Jesus is caused. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Wow. Wow. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them, in everyone, there is the same God at work. Mm -hmm. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gift of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous power. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between Spirit. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of the one and the same spirit. And it distributes them to each one just as he what? He determines. Wow. Let's run to First Peter. First Peter 4. We start from Mark. He said, This was Peter. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its warrior's form. Wow. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very word of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength. God provide mm -hmm. so that in all things, yeah. in what? In all things, God may be praised yeah. through Jesus Christ. Yeah. To Him be the glory and the power forever. And the church said, Amen. 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 If you look at the scripture we just read, the free scripture, we saw Paul and Peter listed out different spiritual gifts. Not one, not two, not three, yeah. many. Yeah. The sister, they say, oh, they are three, they are nine, they are six. 
And we saw that all these spiritual gifts are distributed by one spirit for the same work. Now, this is the interesting part. Are you ready? Yeah. Good. So, when you look at these three books, 1 Corinthians, Romans, 1 Peter, even though they are written by two different apostles, Paul wrote Romans and 1 Corinthians, and Peter, 1 Peter, to different churches or group of people. Even though they were written at a different time, period, and situation, you see that there is something connecting the three books mm -hmm. together. You will notice a similar tone, mm -hmm. a common purpose. Yes. When, you, when you read the three together, you see this small thing that is very common. Mm -hmm. well, Even though they are for different times, different situations, different events, yeah. you will notice that they are all towards building. And uniting the body of Christ. Yeah. Wow. 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 The theory of them. Mm. Everything is all about building and uniting the body of Christ. Yeah. They are all for serving one another. You will hear the word serve, yes. encourage yes. all the time. Yes. They are not for any personal interest mm. or for any personal purpose. They are all towards the unity. Of Christ. It's getting interesting. Yes, 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 good stuff. Paul letter to the church in Corinth was addressed, was written to address various problems. And also offer solution. So the church in Corinth at that time was struggling with the environment. Yeah. They are surrounded with corruption and every conceivable sin. The, the church, they were divided by everything you could think about. Leadership, yeah. food, yes. Yes. gift of the Holy Spirit, yeah. Yeah. roles, yeah. even women not covering their hair. Yeah. I'd love to be in that church. Yeah. <laughs> everything you could think about, they were separated, yeah. divided, even the church. Even their freedom mm -hmm. in Christ. Even their freedom yes. in Christ. Mm. So Paul wrote them, addressed all these concerns one by one, offered solutions, and carefully explained individual roles. He taught them how to live in and for Christ yeah. together. Yeah. How to use their spiritual gifts that has been given to them. And similar to this, to the Christians in Rome, even though he was not addressing division here, but we saw Paul wrote to encourage them, explain what it means to live in complete submission to Christ. Mm -hmm. How to use your spiritual gift to serve one another. Yeah. How to love genuinely. Mm -hmm. How to be a good citizen. It stresses unity, and most especially between Gentiles and Jews. Jews yeah. Yeah. When you get on to false Peter, we saw Peter offer encouragement to the sovereign Christian. This was the time when, the, when there was great persecution. And Christians were driven out of Jerusalem and scattered throughout the Asia Minor. Those four. So Paul wrote to them to encourage them and give them comfort and hope. He touches on various doctrines that could cause division. He talked more about the Christian lives and its duty and urged them to continue their loyalty to Christ. 
in chapter 4, he said, he saw Peter encourage them to use their spiritual gift to serve one another. So the three passages mention several spiritual gifts. Yeah. And not just leave them there, but explain the yeah. purpose behind those gifts that have been given to them. Yeah. Yeah. He instructed them of the motives and the drive, the purpose of those spiritual gifts, which is to serve one another, mm -hmm. to help one another attain the highest level of faith. Yeah. Again, it is not for any personal interest. It's not for any personal use. But to serve one another. Come on. Even the most talk about and complicated gift. Again, yeah. the gift of speaking in tongues. Yeah, come on. This is going to shock you. Turn your Bible to 1 Corinthians 14. Come on, come on, Chelsea. Good stuff. Come on. 14. So I want you to read along with me. And I want you to open your mind. Okay. It's going to be long. Say, follow the way of love and eagerly desire gift of the spirit especially the prophecy mm -hmm. for anyone who speaks in tongues does not speak to people but to god indeed no one understands them they alter mysteries of this by the spirit but one who's, who prophesies speak to people for their strength encouraging and comfort anyone who speaks in tongues edifies themselves but the one who prophesies edifies the church he said in first part, I would like every one of you to speak in tongues, but I would rather have you prophesy. Mm -hmm. The one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues, unless someone interprets so that the church will be edified. Mm -hmm. I want you to be noting those words, yeah. unless someone interprets yeah. so that what? The church yeah. may be edified. That's right. That's right. Now, brothers and sisters, if I come to you and speak in tongues, what good will it be? to you, unless I bring you some revelation of knowledge or prophecy or words of instruction, even in the case of lifeless thing that makes sense, such as the pipe or harp, how will anyone know what tune is being played unless there is a distinction in the note? Again, if the prophet does not, if, if the trumpet does not sound in a clear call, who will get ready for battle? So it is with you, unless you speak intelligently the word with your tongue. How will anyone know what you're saying? That's right. You will just be speaking into the ear. Yeah, right. Undoubtedly, there are all sorts of languages in the world, yes. yet none of them is without meaning. That's right. Come on. If then I do not grasp the meaning of what someone is saying, I'm a foreigner to the speaker, yeah. and the speaker is a foreigner to me. Yeah. Yeah. So it is with you, since you are eager to forgive of the Spirit, Try to excel in those that what that build up the church. Yes. For this reason, the one who speaks in tongues should pray that they may interpret what they say. For if I pray in tongues, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. So what shall I do? I will pray with my spirit, but I will also pray with my understanding. I will sing with my spirit, but I will also sing with my understanding. Otherwise, when you are praising God in the Spirit, how can someone else who is now put in the position of an inquirer say Amen to your thanksgiving since they do not know what you are saying? That's right. Wow. Since they do not know what you are saying, you are giving thanks well enough, but no one is edified. 18. I love it. He said, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you. 
I think Paul must be a lawyer. Those guys. <laughs> I don't think I don't know what I'm saying. See, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you. Mm -hmm. But in the church, I would rather speak five intelligible words to instruct wow. others than 10,000 words <laughs> in tongues. Wow. Brothers and sisters, stop thinking like children. Come on. In regard to evil, be infer, but in your thinking, be hardened. Yeah. In the law it is written, with other tongues and through the lips of foreigners, I will speak to these people. But even then, they will not listen to mm. me, says the Lord. Mm. Tongues, then, are a sign, not for believers, but for unbelievers. That's right. mm. That's right. Prophecy, however, is not for unbelievers, but for believers. Yes. So if the whole church comes together and everyone speaks in tongues, an inquirer or unbeliever comes in. Would they not say that you are out of your mind? Absolutely. But if an unbeliever or inquirer comes in a while, in, in while, while everyone is prophesying, they are convenient of sin yes. and are brought under judgment by all. Yes. As the secret of their heart are laid bare. That's right. So they will fall down and worship God, exclaiming, God is really among you. Yeah. Wow. So it says, What then shall we say, brothers and sisters? When you come together, each each of you has a hint yeah. or a word of instruction, yes. a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation. Everything must be done so that the church may be built up. If anyone mm. speaks in a tongue, two or more, at most three, should speak one at a time, and someone must interpret. Mm -hmm. If there's no interpreter, I will say this louder. The speaker should keep quiet yes. in the church. And speak to himself and to God. Yes. Two or three prophets should speak, and the others should weigh carefully what is said. Yes. And if a revelation comes to someone who is sitting down, the first speaker should stop. For you can, for you can all prophesy in tongues, so that everyone will be instructed and encouraged. The spirit of prophet are subject to the control of prophet. Mm -hmm. For God is not a God of disorder. That's right. But That's of right. peace. As in all the congregation of the Lord's people. Yes. Amen. For God is not a God of disorder. It's not a God of confusion. Wow. It's not going to give you any gift so that you can confuse us. That's right. Come on. Come on, Thompson. No, it's not going to give you anyone. Yeah. I don't know about you. I don't. I don't have any problem. I was always joke with my wife. I come from a church back home, which is, we call them white garments. And before you say A for apple, they start speaking in tongues. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but I don't have any problem with you speaking in tongues. Yeah. But just uh -huh. make sure that you or someone can interpret them to me. Because if not, you are confusing me more than you think you are helping me. That's why. Yeah. Yep. And when, when Paul was talking about prophecy, prophecy, it's not only about you talking about the future, it's, it's even preaching the word of God. That's right, Thompson. Come on. Preach it. So if your gift is to preach, yeah. preach. Preach. Yes. Yes. Until we have a clear understanding of the purpose of our spiritual gift, which is to serve one another. Yes. Which is to build each other up. Yes. Then we'll be able to use them effectively as yes, a choir. That's right. Wow. That's right. Mm. So, again, how have you been using your spiritual gifts? Come on, Tulsa. Come on, Tulsa. Yeah, that's a very tough question. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If 
you look at everywhere you see Paul talks about spiritual gifts. Mm -hmm. Before or after, there's an analogy of body. Yes. If you look at everywhere Paul talks about spiritual gifts, he's not going to start or end without talking about the body. Mm -hmm. The body. Mm -hmm. Because each gift is just like, speaking in tongues is just like my mouth speaking. Yeah. And worshiping is just like my leg walking. Yes. Yes. And giving is just like my hand yes. operating the computer. Yes. So if my hand says, okay, I'm stopping, I'm not operating the computer anymore. Yeah. Of course, the body's going to feel it. Yeah. Yes. 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 If my leg says, you know, I'm not. I'm not useful, so let me all just allow mouth to talk. Can my mouth walk? No. No. Come on, Tosa. No. That's right. Every part of yeah. Every spiritual gift is just like one body. That's why it said use them to what? To help. No, to church. equip yeah. the church. Yes, that's right. Amen. Come on, Tosa. Come on. Come on. Come on. Good stuff. Sean said something last week. He said, if the worship team, if Christians stop jumping up and down here, are we going to fit it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Of course. Some of us, especially me, if Duke, if you stop doing his whole gospel music, I know. That's right. Yes. Man, yes. I love those songs. I love them. Yes. Will I feel it? Yes, yes. Of course I will. Yes. Yes. If Kim stop doing, come on, toss him. Come on, toss him. <laughs> You will never understand the importance of common tossing except you are standing here. If Kim or India stop saying, Come on, tossing, come on, tossing, or Frank, wherever he is, stop saying it, well, well, well. <laughs> are not noticeable. You won't understand how important and how powerful they are in building the body of Christ. You can't even imagine this last one I want to tell you. If Maggie and Nathan stop bringing refreshments. <laughs> Locking you guys up, you can't stop. All those things. You know, yeah. say, oh, what, what are the most important yeah. gifts? Oh, Sean prayed. Oh, yeah, good. Those in prayed. But those little, little things that you don't see. That's right. That's right. They are all what comes together yeah. Yeah. to form yeah. the body of Christ. Yeah. I've, I've heard it a lot. Only not here. Some people say, oh, they don't pray enough. Mm. Let me tell you. I'm much more of worshiping than praying. Mm, come on. If your gift is prayer, why don't you start a praying group? That's right. Come on. Come on. Why don't you grab one or two people and start praying come for the church? On. Come on. Some say, oh, the songs are, oh, man. No, the song. If your gift is singing, why not come up here? That's right. Come, That's right. Amen. Amen. Because you are causing division when you point with yeah. your finger. That's right. Yes. Instead of doing. And a lot of us are in that position. Yes. You're not good enough. I'm very better. Come outside. I'm yeah. not sure. Yes. That's right. That's right. That's right. Amen. Amen. So I want to ask you again. What are you contributing to the building of the body of Christ? 
What are you contributing? What are you doing yes. to ensure that we keep growing as a church? That's right. Come on. Or are you just come and go? Come on. Talk about it. Come on. That's not what the spirits are for. No. The spirits are not for you to just come sit down. Amen. Amen. I see you. I see you. Come on. Talk about it. If nobody is asking you to serve, why don't you say, I want to do something? Yes. 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 What can I do yes. to help you? Yes. I can sing, I can preach, I can teach. Yes. So that if Christian run away from the church, we have people to sing. That's right. That's right. That's right. Because I tell you, you don't want to see Sean singing here. <laughs> Sean, I know you're watching me, sorry. <laughs> what are you doing? How are you contributing to the building? Of that is the purpose of spiritual gifts. Wow. Yeah. Let nobody put you in any state of confusion about what is what, what is not what, what you cannot limit what God can do. It's yeah. just one thing. Yeah. You cannot limit how important your own responsibility in the church is because you are the more, most sinable outside. Yeah. Yeah. Let nobody deceive you. Let That's nobody confuse you. Let nobody talk about yeah. my gift is more better than your gift because no. I can deliver you. No. Come on. No, let nobody do that to you. Yeah. How you receive your gift? The Bible says Jesus Christ is his own. The heaven opened. Yeah. And the dove comes up. Yeah. And they said, when he comes to the disciples, he said what? There was a flame of thorn. Uh -huh. How come the disciples don't receive it the same way Jesus Christ received it? Yeah. Mm. Because mm. how you receive yours is different from how I receive mine. Mm. Mm. But the most important thing is that you will receive it yeah. when you are baptized. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. So I want you to go home. To think about it. Yeah. Meditate on it. If possible, grab someone yeah. and discuss together. That's an assignment for you all. Come on, I love it. That's awesome. Talk about what you consider as a gift. Yeah. And how you want to use it to build up the church. Yeah. Right. If there's anything stopping you, talk about it with somebody. Yes. Pray together. Yeah. Open your mind. Yeah. If there's something you good at, come talk to the leadership. Talk to Brian. Yeah. Of what purpose are you? All you do is to come here, sit down, and go. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Let's go to God and pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your gift that you give to us, God. Thank you for counting us worthy. Worthy. To even have those gifts. Yes, yes. But we're sorry in any way we've misused yes, the gift, or even we've kept it to ourselves. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. But help us to use everything you've given to us, yes, our yes. skills, our talent, our gift, yes. to serve one another. Help us to use them to build each other up. Take away pride from us that is keeping us from using our spiritual gift in a proper way. Just give us all the humility. Help us to stick together as a church to help each other to love each other. Bless the communion. And just in my prayer, thanksgiving. Amen. 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 Amen.